Hello and welcome to an all new sort of episode of Close Talking, the world's most popular poetry analysis podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Connor McNeishra. And I am your other co-host, Jack Rossiter-Munley, and we are thrilled to be here today bringing you a not-quite episode of Close Talking. But we are bringing you a promise of many little episodes. In the spirit of National Poetry Month, you may recall our famed haiku series last April, and um, our uh, we did a week of short little mini episodes uh, every day, and we are going to be doing that for you to uh, end the month of April. Yeah, and so for every day between now and the end of Poetry Month, uh, April 30th, we are going to have a different episode every single day, and each episode is going to feature a short poem, and we'll probably reference some other short poems, uh, and we're particularly thinking about, we're not doing a, a deep dive into a specific form the way we did with haiku, but this is going to be looking at poems that are good starting points for reflection and contemplation um, particularly thinking about how a lot of us are spending a little more time at home and in some cases alone than we might normally do or that we might, you know, normally feel like we want to. Um, and poetry is just such a nice way to recenter yourself, to reconnect, and to be uh, a starting point for meditation and reflection that we wanted to, to look at some poems that are uh, short and that can still still be that kind of beginning point for for deeper, deeper thought and to spend a little time with. Yeah, and um, I don't know about you, but for me, like, you know, I'm following the news, but I'm, I was a much bigger uh, news consumer before all this started happening. And I found it kind of, you know, uh more difficult to be present in that way but at the same time i've realized that i what's been hard for me is being present in the world but like not in the way that is totally overwhelming because the w world is totally overwhelming um and i feel like where i have found some solace but also just you know uh you know not only peace but sort of that kind of mindful or you know place for deeper thought uh has been in poetry so um i hope that this next week will be um maybe giving you all a little bit of that every day Totally. Yeah, I completely agree. I followed the the ups and downs and the minute changes of the primaries with great attention and <laughs> it has just been impossible to apply that same that same orientation towards the news to our new reality just because it would be way too much to do that. I don't feel like that that would be healthy and it does also as you were saying like it makes you want to be present and engaged with other things and in other ways. Obviously you want to know what's happening in the world, but it feels like there are more things going on in the world that need attention. You know, we're all sort of 
I don't know. I think we're all thinking about our own worlds in different ways and really honing in on, on what we want our own experience of the world to look like and what we want our personal worlds to, to contain. So yeah, I, I heartily second your, your sentiments and thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah. And so we thought we, you know, we're not going to dive super into it, but we thought we'd leave you all with a poem. Um, this one is, was one of the first poems I encountered in college and uh, the poet Charles Simic is one of the like first poets that I really got super into when I was getting, you know, pretty serious with uh, poetry. And I think, you know, in that spirit of, um, you know, what poems can offer, I feel like this one is a, uh, you know, one of the great things that poetry can do is sort of defamiliarizing the familiar, which is another way of kind of becoming more present again, you know, a kind of a noticing of things that are uh, around you, but um, you haven't been attuned to them in um, this kind of way before. And I feel like oftentimes that is, uh, you know, um, like this one, it, I don't know, it has a, a humor to it while also being, um, I think, kind of doing that noticing. Um, and it is called Watermelons. Watermelons by Charles Simic. Green Buddhas on the fruit stand. We eat the smile and spit out the teeth. Love it. That's it. That's all it is. Um, Just calling a watermelon a green Buddha, like... I know. Come on. I know. It's so perfect, because as soon as you hear it, you just always see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and it's... Yeah, I love it, because it's, it's, like, playful, you know? But then it's also, like, kind of intense to be then eating the smile of the Buddha, of the green Buddha. Um, but yeah, I was having uh, some, some not super ripe watermelon the other day. Uh, it's not really watermelon season, but uh, we, had a, we got a quarter melon and, uh, you know, so I had it. But I was thinking about my friend Charles Simic. And, snacking uh, on some Buddha grins. Snacking on some Buddha grins. Um, yeah, so anyway, I hope uh, that might give you a little something to think about. Green Buddhas on the fruit stand, we eat the smile and spit out the teeth. And we will be with you tomorrow. <laughs>